Your ADHD can be quite heinous. It's a pain ride in my brainus. <laughs> that was a good one. I like that one. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, dear. I just did it then. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode nine of Fuck Them Fish, ADHD for Grown Ups podcast. This is for people with ADHD, people who think they might have ADHD, or anybody who knows somebody with ADHD, maybe at work, at home, at play, somewhere in your life, there may be somebody with ADHD. Welcome. Welcome live from the boudoir. We are in the bedroom. The boudoir. So you know how last week we talked about ADHD after... Du- no, we're kidding. We're really not. We're not going there. However, we are trying something a little bit different this week in that we are in our bedroom as opposed to downstairs because it is not nine o'clock at night. We thought perhaps it might be nice. And I am still in a less comfortable position. Your choice. You told me to get down the foot of the bed so you could look at me. Not, I mean, that's not quite what happened, is it? Oh, for motorbike. fuck's sake. Daytime motorbike. <laughs> um, not quite what happened, is it? Like, legitimately. You said. I said it's going to be weird if we both sit at the top of the bed and both have our microphones off to the outside of the bed, which is where they have to be, and then we're going to have our backs to each other. So was there a way we could do something a bit different? And you chose that. You threw the headphones down the end of the bed. Did you? I threw them towards that way because that's where the cable is. There's the top of the bed and there's the end of the bed. You're top of the... Exactly. You're welcome. Yeah, exactly. One me. Exactly. What? How do you take that as a win? Anyway, so we are in the bedroom. Boudoir. The sound should be better. It should, because we've it's soft surfaces everywhere, right? Yes. It's a bed. Exactly. And we've got the curtains closed and we've got carpet, whereas downstairs we've got a wooden floor. Click in your face like clickety-clack. So today, focus of this episode is music. Like we're going to stay focused. well okay the plan for today's episode is that we are going to talk about music but before we get there we have got a whole heap of other things that we are going to talk about first how's your week been Lockie? it's been swell actually it's fortnight isn't it oh on that people have absolutely loved the dr die episode so dr die episode two or part two which was episode eight is our most downloaded episode on the day of release There's that we've been, ever had. been a lot of Dr. Dyer love coming in. Yeah. Imagine if we um, tried to do this fortnight ago with Dr. Dyer here. Oh, my God. <laughs> in the bedroom. <laughs> Create like a Come on triangle. into our bedroom, Dr. Dyer. Come into Dye. the boudoir <laughs> for a podcast recording. I don't know that she'd buy that. She'd probably be like, um, no, thanks. That'd be great. Thanks. Um, I'm going a, I'm to a go. Thanks. Um, I don't know. Uh, so uh, we have had a lot of love for Dr. Dai. Um, people have really appreciated it, it. It cannot possibly be louder up here. Is it just that it's daytime and there's morning motorbikes? Nighttime, Do you know what, though? Daytime. I have noticed that often when I go flipping motorbike, people don't actually hear it that much on the... Um, you can't actually hear it that much on the actual recording. So maybe it's okay. Maybe it's fine. We hear it. So, yes, it's been a fortnight. Lots and lots and lots of messages come through. We are going to bring Dr. Dyer back in a few weeks' time. It, and does, we... it does feel weird 
fortnightly recording. It does. I, I keep mean, thinking we're missing it. It's, I've I've literally been in a state of anxiety for the last there's week. A, there's going, like a, oh my god, we're a lot less panic during the week. Oh, to, for you to get things done. For you, maybe. For me, I sit there basically from Tuesday of week one going, we need to record, we need to record, we need to record, we need to, is it recording time yet, is it? It's like when, um, like that whole ADHD timeliness thing, if I know I've got, it's not so bad during the day at work because I just run it all by my Outlook calendar so I'm able to kind of keep on top of stuff. But if I know that, say like I'm supposed to be meeting up with my friends at say two o'clock or whatever, from about nine o'clock onwards, I have to consistently check the time i can't actually do anything else with my day until then but it's 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 like i go into a holding pattern it's It's, weird i hate it so that's your excuse of being lazy fuck off like (laughs) is there if there is one word there are many words that could be used to describe me lazy is not one of them like i if you were to look at the freaking atonym for lazy, you'd see a picture of me. Point one me. Fuck off. <laughs> I am not having it. Fed the shark with his fingers. And lost him as well. No, no you bit. Anywho, what were we talking about? Now I don't know what I was saying. Angela Lansbury. I'm bored with what you are saying before. Murder, she wrote. Andrew, Angela Lansbury. She's it's on your list. You can tick it off now. Let's talk about it. You are an utter jerk. All right, so two things you just didn't let me finish. Firstly, about how fortnightly recording is not less stressful. It is probably more stressful. And I don't know what you were worried about before anyway, because you do your freaking two hours of talking. You might listen through once and I'm like, oh, lucky, can you just, I've done all the editing. Can you now please listen through and just QA it? And I'm like, have you listened? Is there anything that's missing? Is there anything? Yeah, yeah, no, it's all fine. Yeah, it's definitely fine. Oh, no, it was not fine. One, your eyes couldn't be any wider right now. Tell you what, you're lucky that it's my eyes that are wider, not my fist. I don't oh. know how that works. You can't let's really not have a wide fist. Let's not. We're in the boudoir. Let's just calm down. <laughs> um, also, would you even let me have a crack at editing the podcast before you've even had a chance to listen to it? That is beside the point. No, you are in your element. You love doing it. You hate doing it, but you love doing it because you get to hear what gets recorded and put out there. And the whole time, if I was sitting there, you'd just be going, he's fucking it up. He's fucking it up. He's fucking it up. What's he deleting? Why is he removing that? Why, Why are you just doing it wrong? Which would probably be justified. But actually, before we started this podcast, in the what? Oh, that was lovely. That was great swallow. Good work. Boudoir. Before, you can't say that in the bedroom edition. Before we were recording, recording, recording the podcast, I was like, "You need to be the editor. You yeah, must be the editor." And you did not even. I did look it up, but lift I also know a single finger to learn how to do it. Also, know one hundred percent. We would get to this point where you would be like, "No, I'm doing it. Do I need to media. know what it's happening." The social media accounts on your phone. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Just because you cannot go into the phone app version of Instagram, it is all on the comp- on the laptop already logged in. This boudoir just got a lot less sexy. And so it's all me. I don't refuse. I you am just very do busy it. and important. Mm, busy. You just <laughs> you just do it. 
you are very creative. You could do some really, whenever I'm like, oh, I need to do some TikTok stuff. And then you know, why we should do this. It's really good. You have ideas and you are more than capable of doing them. You I've just, given you like 10 ideas. You haven't posted oh, them. you gave them to me. I'm so lucky. So I can spend freaking ages filming it and then um, editing and then doing all of the search engine optimizations. I'll do all of that. We've already established this. Because you've given it to I'm me. I'm the brains, brawn, beauty of the group. And Today you are is going to end up in a punch-up. It's going to happen. You are the... You bring things to you the are, podcast. Angela Lansbury. So... See? Murder She Wrote. <laughs> About to murder She Wrote you in a minute. Oh. <laughs> Can you remember the theme song? I'm going to start agreeing with everybody off TikTok. Um, Can you remember the theme song? That. Somebody today was like, oh my God, dump him. <laughs> Tried. We've established that too. Tried. And I was just like, lols. People who go onto like social media and I'm like, oh, you you see all the time where people are just sorry, side quest. But where people go, oops, bang. Where people go on social media and somebody says, oh, my husband did the thing and I'm really unhappy with it. And everyone just goes, oh my God, red flag. You just need to like divorce him. Do people actually believe that TikTok is filmed in the moment and it's not scripted? Some people do. I think when what people don't necessarily understand is that when somebody calls themselves a content creator or says they create content on TikTok, that it is planned, that there are concepts that might be whatever a person's creative process is, I don't think people realise. Like we all know. We all know that. The magic is that you've I'm filmed it and about said. 17 fucking times. <laughs> Always. Edited it a whole bunch of times. Not the music ones. Hated it, liked it, wish you did something else, filmed it again before you even put it out there. And then you probably take it down and do it again anyway. No, you Most can't. people, it's 100%, are not getting it right on their first take. And it's not, oh, look at this funny thing that just happened. It didn't happen just then. Because no one just walks some around with like a does. GoPro on. No, but some of it does. So like the music things where I'm getting you to react to music, we only do them in one one I'm, take. But I'm not reacting. But it's still a one take thing. It, that is not. The, but the ones where I'm like dancing around like a dickhead, they're the ones I film multiple times. Or the ones where I'm talking through theories or whatever. Oh, I'm not saying Where I'm trying to explain you. stuff. No, I know you're not. It's every, everybody does it. Um, not me. I'm one time. shot lucky. I don't think you should say that in the bedroom Boudoir. episode. <laughs> One shot, lucky. <laughs> pew, pew. <laughs> well, we just lost about half of our listeners. <laughs> Probably not. Ooh, 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 18 countries. 18. Oh, I just clapped again. Um, after the last episode, we got Germany, Singapore and Ireland. I was very excited. In my head, do you want to know who we got in Ireland? Ronan Keating. No, um, anyway, no, no. so no. One of my other favourite podcasts, my therapist ghosted me. So in my head, it's Joanne McNally and Vogue Williams, are our Irish listeners. <laughs> cool. I'm like, they've listened. Joanne, I, I was listening to the episode today. She's coming to Australia. Um, she's got an Australia tour coming. And so they've listened. They've heard my podcast. Her and I are going to catch up. She might come and stay in the apartment and we're going to be besties. But they're probably not our Irish listeners. But anyway... Hello to Ireland and um, Germany and Singapore. Hi. And that sounded like I was less excited about Germany and Singapore. <laughs> I actually, wasn't. I've actually been to Germany, so that's exciting. I know you have. Stop over in Singapore on the way through, so that's exciting. <laughs> yeah. Lucky has this thing. <laughs> Everybody if the listening. Plane, if the plane lands, <laughs> it counts as a travelling too. The amount of 
times he says, I've been there. And it's like, no, you haven't. You've transited it's through like the airport. Every time we watch a show, you've been, been there, been there, been there, been there. So, yeah, I've been to LA, X, <laughs> and got my flight delayed. So I got to lay on the floor for 12 hours. I've slept behind the uh, check-in counters at uh, JFK Airport in New York. <laughs> been there. We slept at Mexico Airport. Did we? Yeah. Where? At the airport, on no, the no, chairs. No, no, but like, as in just in the chairs, we didn't go and find ourselves behind the checking no, counters illegally. No, we're on the chairs like and then it. you woke up okay. when um, okay. your bag got moved. I do not remember any of this. Where? It's an age thing. Anyway, so for the third time, Angela Lansbury did pass away this week. And it's actually really, really sad. She was very old. I can't the, think of it. Like, I, oh, the, it's in the, my head, the, but the it's like song, that. Yeah. It's like that, like doodly do 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 kind of music. So you know? iconic. So it's really hard to actually goes. It's do 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 It's really hard to do. See. Yep, exactly the same. Exactly the same. Nailed it. Anyway. She was a dame. Yeah, Dame Angela Lansbury. She was amazing. She also, I think, wasn't she the teapot in Beauty and the Beast? I believe she was the teapot in Beauty and the Beast. Remember when we used to watch, like, um, Murder, She Wrote, like, during the day? You'd be off sick during the day from school or something, and then you'd watch Murder, She Wrote. Was that on before, like, Days of Our Lives? Uh, it would have been, but I think it was, like, after Dr. Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Daytime television coming yeah. at you right Absolutely. before the horrible midday movie. Oh, no, I think it might have been after the midday movie. can't remember now. I feel though like it was in that early afternoon period. So, no, you know the term gaslighting? Yep. You know the term, like, SideQuest, Gaslight, bah, SideQuest, same tune. Pack your bags, it's time to go. It's time to digress from the show with SideQuest. Why did you change the key then? You like, you because were like an I am a trained lower. professional singer oh, okay, sorry. and I know how to do it perfectly every time. All right. Anyway, so side key questy, gaslighting. We all have heard the term gaslighting now. It's basically when somebody tries to make you think you're crazy, when, when often it comes out of work. There's often medical gaslighting as well. But where it came from was a film called Gaslight, where a husband was trying to make his wife feel she was actually going crazy, using the terminology of the time, sorry, but that she was actually um, delusional and everything because he kept turning off the gaslights. So he um, he manipulates her into believing that she is losing her mind by, um, yeah, he, he basically because he's doing loads and loads of criminal activity and stuff like that. But the theory of it is that, so, you know, like oldie timey, they had their, their lights were run on gas and before there was electricity and stuff. Uh, that's why it's not called electricity lighting. Yeah, it would be so, too expensive. Yeah, so because she keeps seeing these lights getting brighter and dimmer and everything else and her husband's going, no, nah, what are you talking about? No, they're not. They're exactly the same. And so she believes that she's hallucinating and there's lots and lots of other things as well and it's all to do with like jewellery and I think there's a murder in there and stuff like that. But so, yeah, Angela Lansbury was in that. I can't believe he turned the gas lights. He did what? I did it on purpose. <laughs> of course I did it on purpose. Oh, um, yeah, well, anyway. I was looking so, for a better reaction, to be honest. No. 
Was that my tummy or yours? Uh, one of them. Talking about being on phones um, from like eight minutes ago, bit of a thing. You seem to have switched up your phone play lately and you're only responding to me in like those little ha-has or yes or thumbs up or like <laughs> when looking you send for me an messages. answer. But also I'm going to need you to clarify and explain yourself. Yesterday you sent me to the shops mm-hmm. and you sent me a message that said, Separate for wine. <laughs> like, is that's what that's that's what it's come to. Like, you just you would pick wine. <laughs> okay. Well, th- we have not been drinking, right? So since we said what so about you, two so you, three weeks ago? So you weren't drunk. No, you, but r- since- you wrote it sober. We have, but we haven't been drinking. And yesterday, I was absolutely desperate for wine. We had some drinks at a friend's birthday, uh, her fortieth, recently. And apart from that, since we last recorded the podcast, we haven't drank anything. So, and so it's worth getting rid of me just for a glass of wine. Yeah, basically. So I'm. <laughs> that's where I'm at. No. So and I followed up immediately. I followed up that message saying desperate, not separate, which actually isn't much better, I suppose. I mean, but flip side to you, you went like, ha, lols, predictive text. You were like, oh, shit, better cover that up. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what happened. I'd apparate for some wine. Did you bring me any wine back? No, because you said you weren't drinking. Uh Uh-huh. I know. He got back and I was like, it's okay, he'll have me some wine. And I was like, where's my wine? You got snacks. I did get snacks. Um, We did, I did buy a bottle of, so we bought, well, I bought last weekend four non-alcoholic seltzers and a bottle of non-alcoholic wine. Do you know what my, um, what my review would be of those non-alcoholic seltzers? What? They would go beautiful with some gin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they were just so fruity and lovely and would just go perfectly yeah. with some gin. They were pink grapefruit. Pink what? <laughs> Grape, grapefruit. Pink grapefruit flavour. Yeah. Love me some grapefruit. You know what? People just would not believe that we do have a structure for this podcast because I write it down. I'm like, right, you've got your stuff and I've got the thing and then we've got our Miro and then it's all, and then we ignore it completely. I feel like everyone is aware by now that this is an ADHD podcast and so staying on track is one, boring, and two, never going to happen, never, ever, never going to happen. Never going to happen, never going to happen. Never gonna happen, never gonna happen, never gonna happen, never gonna happen, never happen. Jazz hands. So October is ADHD Awareness Month around the world. There are lots and lots and lots of things happening, lots of things online. It is a good time to educate if you have, um, if you don't really know too much. Or if you have people in your life who don't know too much, ADHDawarenessmonth.org. There is a whole heap of resources on there that you can use for sharing with friends, family, with the schools, etc. So you can have a look on there and, um, and find out some information, see what's happening in your local area. There is lots of things happening. One big thing that's happened in Australia um, at the beginning of ADHD Awareness Months is... There have been new Australian guidelines for diagnostic uh, or diagnosing and treating ADHD. This is massive. 
Was this the Albo announcement? Yeah, so there was an announcement. Yes. Thanks, Albo. So it's actually, this is kind of a big freaking deal, like a really big deal. There was a whole bunch of experts and organisations that participated, but they are evidence-based clinical practice guidelines for ADHD. All right. So there is an Australian ADHD Professionals Association or ADPA. And so they developed the document. It's taken two years, right, to get to this point. It's about the same time as it takes to get a diagnosis. <laughs> Let's be honest. Snap. Yeah, so you don't say much, but when you do, it's pretty good. For the first time ever, the National Health and Medical Research Council has approved these ADHD clinical practice guidelines. And it's also been endorsed by like major associations and college and consumer groups, etc. So it obviously goes like hand in hand with the fact that these diagnoses for neurodivergence and you know, the time it takes and how people don't give it a second thought and we've got a whole generation of people who have just been misdiagnosed or not diagnosed. Like, it's just good job, guys, about time. Yeah, it is about time, actually, and I think it's really bloody awesome, you know? Like, picking up on what you just said there, there's there's all this stuff about, ADHD is a trend and, you know, there's so many people it's being overdiagnosed. Put a freaking pin in that, guys. Think about it for one second. If you've got women in their 40s, 50s and 60s getting diagnosed, actually, let's go younger. Women in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, etc. getting diagnosed. There is a lot of catching up to do. That is a lot of people who have been missed Absolutely. over time, a whole right? whole generation of people who have just been well, generations. Told, told that something else, like... Yeah. You know, you've just got low iron or some bollocks. Bipolar. You know, you're just, you know. Depressed, anxious. Uh, you just, you just, you're a bit stressed. You just need to take some Swiss. Ulti, multivitamin or whatever. <laughs> That'll make you feel better for your ADHD. But seriously though, and especially like if you think about it, this is Gen Z or Gen Z all the way up to the silent generation, like or probably boomers actually, probably not silent gen, but you've got Gen Z, you've got millennials, you've got Gen X, you've got um, the boomers. That's four generations of people that have been missed. And yes, there's a lot of women. It is predominantly women. However, there are so many men as well. So yes, it looks like it's being diagnosed, but it's not. It's a, there, there was actually, I saw something and I couldn't find the article when I was trying to find it, but it was a professor at some university that was saying, no, this is just the catch up. We're just playing catch up right well, it's, now. It's always been there for these people. It's just now they're accepted. Also, you just coughed into a dog. <laughs> I coughed into the pound puppy. Like <laughs> It's like these people have always had this and now they're accepted and they can actually live their life. Imagine starting your life at 40, 50, 60 when you can take that mask off that you've been living with and actually start to see the world how and have the world see you how you should be. Yeah, and, you know, like what we're seeing, so this same article that I was looking for, which I think was the ABC article actually about um, the Australian guidelines being released, like they're actually saying it's... They suspect it's still significantly underdiagnosed because so many people can't afford to pay for a diagnosis. There's not enough public services available. Um, there's still a lot of stigma attached. So, yes. So, do you think 
because of how massive the spectrum is, they'll end up splitting it and having like a diagnosis for something else. Like if you have this, this and this and this, then it falls under this part. Interesting. You have this, this, this and this. Because at the moment I think it's one of those things where you just cloud everything under ADHD because how broad the spectrum is. And I think that plays into a little bit why people think that it's a trend, but it's not. It's like there are so many different aspects to it that it just comes under one label. I think um, I think that's a really good question. I think personally that diagnoses, understanding of diagnoses will continue to grow. Um, and so we may see changes. Like there was the whole um, like autism spectrum disorder is ASD 1, 2 or 3, depending on the levels of support you need is, is kind of very TLDR version. I... Wouldn't be surprised if there are future things we learn that mean things change again in the future. But I don't think ADHD at the moment, well, it wouldn't change unless the DSM-5, so that Diagnostic diagnostic and Statistical Manual, once DSM-6 comes out, which Dr. Dye was saying it's every 15 years. years. Yeah. That's massive. So... Well, there was a recently a text revision. So what, a year or so ago, there was a text revision which added some more clarity around diagnosing autism. But, you know, I think they, they could very well be because it's still not right. The, the Royal Australian College of General Practitioners, which is, again, kind of a big deal here in, um, here in Australia, they're saying, you know, it's not, it's not a trend. It's not, but these things are actually really long overdue. You know, it's not just women like me running around going, eh, I've got ADHD. Um, but that, you know, it's really long overdue for these changes to come into Australia. <sighs> Sorry, I'm going to read what he said. He said, therefore, more people are being diagnosed. The instances haven't gone up. We're get it. We're just getting better at spotting it. Despite that, there's still many people in the community going undiagnosed. Um, one of the major challenges is that patients are unable to access pediatricians or psychiatrists. Which is obviously we know is quite difficult now, I think, post-COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, not post-COVID, but, you know, p- uh, post that wave, yeah. is that psychologists, psychiatrists, pediatricians, any specialists, they're quite hard to get into. Yeah. And one of the other things that um, this Dr. Kramer identifies is that ADHD is barely taught at university. So when people are learning to become doctors, and Dr. Dye talked about her extensive, like, study, just a normal medical degree, you don't get that. Unless like she did that whole psych undergrad or psych minor and has done the neuroscience, etc. Without doing that, you don't learn about that much about ADHD and things like that. So, you know, unless they people choose to specialize or unless they have something in their life or where they come across it, they don't really have very much about it. You said Kramer and I just went full Seinfeld. I don't know the um the Seinfeld it's really very very plucky like something. <laughs> See, it's really hard to do, and that was yeah. what I was like when I was trying to do but her disherates. I don't even like Seinfeld. Me either. But that's the only other Kramer I know. Yeah, and I think it's really important to mention as well. It's not just ADHD where there's not enough understanding or knowledge. It's all mental health. Yeah. So they are the Australian guidelines. We will come back to it. We, I was going to cover them off today, but I think we'll do this for more justice. We'll do next week or next episode. We'll, we'll look at those a little bit. All right. So um, ADHD Awareness Month, check that out. Get on board with it. Tell your colleagues. Share the Australian guidelines. Tell your mum. Tell your nan. 
ADHD and music. So that is our theme was uh, was going to be the main topic. Well, we do this all the time where we have a main topic that we're going to talk about. But really, in nearly all of our episodes, it ends up being a 10, 15 minute segment, which is actually what we have planned in our structure. We should do that Planned. Now. 8D audio. What does the D stand for? We're in the boudoir. Stop talking <laughs> about the D. Eight D audio dimensional is essentially it's dimensional, eight dimensional. Go one D, kind of like my ass, flat. Eight D audio is essentially an effect applied to a stereo track where songs have been edited and s- with spatial reverb and mixing to make it sound like the audio moving in a circle around your head. I hate. 8D music. There you go. That's what it does. I have said this so many times. I know you've said it. I hate 8D music. So another term, another word for 8D or another way of thinking about 8D is bilateral music. So it basically, when you're listening to music, it goes left ear, right ear, left ear, right ear, left ear, right ear, left ear, right ear. You know that old school when you used to have in your car, your car stereo, (laughs) and you'd have a problem with the speakers And it would go like you'd hear the speaker come out of the driver door, then it would come out of the passenger door and different parts of the song would come out of different parts of like different speakers. It's basically that. So there's a lot of it on social media. You go on Instagram or um, TikTok or whatever. um, And you'll hear there's there's one particular song that everybody hears and goes anyway and it but it bounces and you're supposed to wear you always have to listen to it with headphones or earbuds even better or you can turn your phone sideways i bet most of you didn't know this if you turn your phone horizontally it makes the sound bounce between uh, as it's coming out of your phone when you don't have headphones right so for me it literally makes me want to vomit. That sound, I don't know if it just throws my inner ear equilibrium off or something like that, but it makes me want to vomit. I hate the AD stuff. But a lot of neurodivergent people absolutely love it. They say that it really helps them to feel calm, it helps them to focus, helps them to concentrate, etc. They just really like it. I don't like it. I don't like it either. I think if you, if you haven't heard 8D, we'll, we'll, I'll post up some... Um, some clips for 8D. I'm making myself a little note. I'll post them on our socials so that you can hear what we're talking about, Have what we mean dabble. by 8D. Have a dabble in the 8D. Yeah. It's, um, look, it's interesting. I think it's, uh, it, it's something you either love or hate. 8D audio doesn't actually possess eight dimensions. Instead, think of it as a marketing term used to label a very yeah. specific kind of audio recording. To trick our brains into thinking that you're standing in the middle of a room while the musicians and vocalists magically move around you. Yeah, this is one I was thinking of. Yeah. Oh, I believe that's enough of that. Horrible, right? It bounces. It just, it almost feels like that when it goes away, I almost feel like I lose my breath a little bit with it. I mean, if people people enjoy that and people like that, then that's great. Yeah. Get on it, do what you got to do. Yeah, absolutely. That hurt my ears. Yeah, I don't like it. The music I absolutely love is layered music. So it's not bilateral. It doesn't flick side by side. It actually is where you've got different sounds, different beats, different keys, everything like that layered over the top. So we played a little bit of it last week, the one that I put up on um, on TikTok. I played a little bit last week, I believe. 
one of the one of the really good ways to think about it is if you've never heard of mashup music or you know musical theater is really good for this so when you come to the end of the first act and you've got that you know that finale for the first act and it's always a little bit of all the songs that have played in the first half all mashed into one you know and you get I think of Les Miserables, for example, where at the end they start singing. It's got a little bit of One Day More in it and it's got um, it's got Eponine singing and it's got Marriott, you know, like it's got all of the different songs. Think about um, uh, Encanto. We don't talk about Bruno, you know. It ends up uh, towards the end. It's got lots and lots of different bits of different songs all thrown into one. For me, that sort of music gives me life. Um, I played the, um, you know, th- that's one type. That's a musical theatre presentation of it. But then there's also where you have like the, as I say, we played the Katy Perry and the My Chemical Romance song. Um, there's if also, only I knew who Katy Perry was. I know, the amount of people who think that you don't know or the amount of people uh, who are like, oh, my God, obviously My Chemical Romance, nobody would even have a clue who the other She's person was. She's just the lady who does those Uber Eats ads. Yeah, there's people just going, her voice just isn't very good. Maybe that's why he doesn't like it. <laughs> it's quite funny. Just makes um, me want Uber Eats. But for me, I've, I... I've never ordered Uber Eats. I know you haven't because every time I try, you're like, no, nah, I'll just go and get it. Um, but I, for me personally, what I've always liked... So I used to love garage music and that was because it had like um, this little trick beat in it where it wasn't like with house, it was just like boom, boom 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 or whatever you know the house beat was which i love as well but with garage back in like you know the late 90s early 2000s um it it used to almost like boom 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 you know it was like a little trick beat i did the really bad job of that then i was dreadful wasn't it i know it was so bad garage that's it i'm gonna find an example of garage music we just went to the theater we did we didn't dress up for it but we went and watched Cruel Intentions. It was the fun. musical. It was fun. Although I have to say, I don't know what the um the freaking what was that dude doing? Why was he putting on a Buzz Lightyear voice for the entire thing? I don't know. To be fair, give him credit. It wouldn't be easy doing the same thing over and over and over again if you have an off night. Then you have people calling you Buzz Lightyear. But it was a great show. Well, he didn't need to do that voice. Like, literally didn't need to do that voice. Do you know what my disappointing part of it was? What? I was expecting so much more of a sing-along. Me too. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. There were some bits that were bloody awesome. Mm. Like, the, the um, some apart from Buzz Lightyear and the one who played, oh, Buzz Buffy's character. What was her name now? Annette. The one who played Annette. Apart from those two, who I just thought were, were just not great. And to be fair, he was a very good singer. He just did this really annoying, overly act, I'm an actor kind to of voice. Infinity. I'm an arrogant young man kind of voice. It was very annoying. Um, and then the girl, she was only young, bless her. And I don't like saying mean things, but the way she sang was just, she sang like that 8D music, you know, where she was just like... um. She'd sing, but instead of going, here's a note, she'd go, here's a note. And it was just like, what the fuck? Stop it. It was dreadful. Some of the things, like, I literally put my fingers in my ears at one point because her voice was so painful to listen to. Anyway. It was a good show. Bloody brilliant. Highly recommend. I'm going to try and find you. This is one of my absolute favourite songs 
of all time. This is the garage remix of it. Have a little listen to the beat. Ready? Is it a, is it a banger? Can you hear that in the background? It's not just the no. main beat. It's the. No. Can't hear anything. Can you tell what it is yet? No, no? Can't, can't hear anything in there. That was just just sounded like normal music. So anyway, this is garage music. And as you could see, for anybody who is not quite there on what that song was, let me be your fantasy. One of my favourite songs of all time. So normal, the normal like house beat for Let Me Be Your Fantasy is brilliant. But this, they've got that dum, dum, dum. But in the background, it's got dum, 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 kind of thing. That, and so it like, it's, it layers it. Oh, it's got different dum, dums. Shut up. <laughs> I'm not. I am not a musically trained person. I don't know how to say the things in the words. Get lost. All right. Anyway, so. For me personally, my absolute favorite is where you've got a really strong female vocal. And, you know, and it, and it, when I say strong, it could be like a, like that Katy Perry song where she's quite gentle. And then it's the juxtaposition of that with a really nasty, heavy beat. To me, that, and it has to be slow, 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 build, 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 and bang! And that, you know, that for me, that's really good music. That's what I really like. That takes me to my next point, which is the reason... Music is such a big thing for people who have ADHD or are neurodivergent. And there's nearly 10,000 comments on my, um, I'm calling it my TikTok research, um, just on that one video. Plus there's another video as well, um, which hasn't got as many, but there's still a lot. There's still quite a few thousand on there, I think. But um, what these comments are demonstrating, and I'm theming them, I'm going to theme them properly, we either love music, we hate music, or we literally don't give a shit about it, right? So as an ADHD person, where I think music plays in is it's not something you have on in the background. When there is music playing, you either absolutely love it, it's making you feel calm or it's helping you to focus or for me, helping me to get speeding tickets. Every speeding ticket I've ever had was when I was listening to body attack music um, and the music, which is very fast paced kind of music. And as it built up, I would, without realizing it, start speeding and get a speeding ticket because we don't just listen to music. We feel music. We experience music. And again, putting it out there, not every single person who is neurodiverse or neurodivergent, sorry, or, um, or has ADHD is going to feel the same. There is simply is no one thing that is ever applicable to everyone. I, if the wrong song is on, I try to ignore it I try to ignore it and then I'm like turn this off I can't I can't deal with it I cannot deal with it it like unsettles me completely it plays with my emotions like literally music I've never noticed permeates every single fiber of my being like I don't if somebody plays a song and they're like what do you think I'll either love it or I'll hate it or I don't it's not even registered with me even if you play it for me five times if I don't either love it or hate it, I'm a, it, it, it literally isn't, isn't, doesn't exist. You know, like it's, it's really hard to explain. And I'm not doing a very good job of it. 
I thought I had this nailed on how I was going to explain it, but I'm clearly not nailing it. But we don't hear music. I'm saying we. It sounds I'm, with the caveats I've applied. It's, it's like that thing where you know I think most people have it. And you watch like if you're watching a movie, if there's a big music, if there's a thing that that thing where your body it gives you goose gum, goose gums, goose gums. Laugh as lark, a box of goose gums. Oh my god! Your body, your body responds and gets goosebumps. Hairs stand up on your on on their ends on your on your arms and things like that. That's how you feel music. Yeah, entirely. But instead of just having that at like a moment. It's all the time. It's all the time. Yeah, music is always like that for me. So I often, I can only listen to a certain type of music when I'm working. And at the moment, it's basically the Bridgerton soundtrack is the sort of music I can listen to. So it's got enough in it to keep me interested because it's songs that I really, I know it. It causes the calm, it causes the focus, whereas something like Baby D, Let Me Be Your Fantasy or The Garage Stuff would hype me up so much I wouldn't be able to sit still. What about Katy Perry? Yeah, I couldn't listen to anything like that. I couldn't listen like some of my favourite artists like, um, you know, Anastasia or um, Alanis Morissette or I can't remember any of the ones from more recent. A um, little sushi while I watch a movie. Margarita with the extra cheese on it. You're right. Menu log. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I had no idea that's what that was. Okay, cool. I love Lizzo, right, just to make me sound less old. Um, I couldn't listen to her if I was trying to work because I wouldn't be able to because I would experience her songs too, too deeply and I would need to sing to them and I would need to, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't do that if I was trying to work. So I can only listen basically to lyric to no words that have no lyrics while I'm working. That I think is why music is so important. And what I uh, you know went to the research on some of this and well, music feeds into our brains, doesn't it? Like it triggers neurological pathways, and people align music to experiences, to life moments, things like that. Yeah. So it's it's such a powerful thing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, music brings back memories. Yeah. Having ADHD, often people have difficulty focusing. So there is very established research that if you find the right type of music, like I've just been saying, it can help you to focus. So for me, that is classical music or it is like the pop goes classical is the stuff I like at the minute. So like the Bridgerton type soundtracks. You, you watch Bridgerton for the music. <laughs> I really like Bridgerton. Considering Some people I'm a, watch it for the plot. I really, really dislike. Music. I really dislike. Um, watch them. No, I go on Spotify and get the music. But I really dislike period dramas usually. But I love Bridgerton. Yeah, I love. You know, my favorite actress. I again, I'm terrible. I don't know any of their names. But the one who actually plays Lady Whistledown, I love her. I think she's amazing. Um. Anyway, so, um, eight D audio. Just from a research perspective, is. It changes, it's a special type of audio effect, like you say. So different parts of the recording shift from one ear to the other throughout the song. And it means that you feel like it's an immersive kind of experience as opposed to listening to music just in one dimensional, one dimension in your ears. You're then immersed in it as if you would be, as if you're in a concert hall, right? So um, I was reading this thing, where'd it go? It said that... To some, it may cause pleasurable chills. To yep. others, it could cause 
nausea. Yep. And where'd it go? Dizziness. Yeah. So I had somebody comment on my mashup track saying that 8D music and mashup music gives her seizures. And I was like, please stop listening immediately because that's not okay. Like, don't listen to this. Like, stop listening. And then I was like, don't comment again, otherwise she'll come back and listen. Um, But, yeah, she was saying that it makes her feel like, oh, it makes her actually have seizures. She has a seizure disorder and so that type of music causes her to have seizure. For me, it makes me feel nauseous and dizzy. Uh, it literally makes me feel like I'm in a fun house and I can't, I can't, like, my equilibrium goes completely. Brains are wild, aren't they? It's bonkers. Um, but yeah, like, and that it can also, especially because, like, not every song is suited to it and not every song is done well in 8D. So, you know, it can feel really like a sensory overload, which is, I think, where it is for me. So binaural beats is what I have been looking at. So... Binaural beats are the one that I went down the rabbit hole on. Um, And they've been around for years and there's loads of really well-established benefits, right? So both neurodivergent and neurotypical kind of brains. So it is where there are two different tones at very similar frequency, right? And one goes in each ear of your headphones. So it's still, it's not bilateral in that it doesn't keep shifting. It's the same tone stays in each ear. But what happens is... Because you've got two different tones, your brain creates a phantom third tone. When I've been saying on my uh, posts, on my content, that there are three tracks and it's amazing. Can you hear the third track? Can everybody hear all three? And everybody's going, oh, yeah, my God, I can hear it. I mean, you get lots and lots of people also go, no, I can only hear one. What are you talking about? But then people go, oh, my God, I love that third. When that third track hits, it's amazing. There is no third track. It is literally a phantom third track that your brain creates. So it tricks itself into hearing this third tone. So that's not a specifically ADHD thing. However, looking at the other characteristics around ADHD and the fact that like we need additional stimulation to feel calm. So that's why we take stimulant medication. Our stimulant medication makes us feel calm. So it's like, so with the stimulant medication, it is a stimulant. And so if a non-ADHD person takes a a stimulant medication, they would be stimulated. So they would get high or they would um, get hyper or they would, you know, they would turn into chaos. For an ADHD person, the exact opposite happens. So, you know, like um, you you add an acid to an acid to neutralize it. So, so our stimulant medication doesn't stimulate us. It calms us down, helps us to focus. I think the same thing happens here in the music. So that when we've got these binaural beats going, and I think the reason this Katy Perry and MCR song particularly are so successful is because, and you'll see there's loads of comments that say this, the tunes, the two tones, so the keys, aren't the same. They actually clash slightly. That that clash actually creates that third phantom kind of sound that calms us down. It's funny that for people always searching for like some sort of perfection and trying to find a thing that's just clean and, you know, defined, likes clashing music. Whereas stimulant medication 
turns a say neurotypical person into chaos and turns a, a an ADHD person from chaos into focus. I think having chaotic or really hyper-stimulated music in this way, that layered music does the same thing. So that's kind of my theory. That's where I'm at. So there was a review in 2019 that found that listening to binaural beats improves focus and cognition and promotes relaxation. There was a 20, 2014 review that um, found that having a music-based therapy that included binaural beats supported social interaction non-verbal communication and the ability to express emotion in people on the autism spectrum which i think is just fascinating um and you know like we'll share some of these um links so that you can actually people can have a look at this research themselves if they want to i know a lot of people really don't um they really don't care but there is some really cool stuff on here that i can um that will share but yeah these different reviews um and they are proper reviews are on PubMed so you know you'll you'll be able to see them it's just the way like music just speaks to the brain in ways that those neurological pathways just open up like mm. how many like stories are there of people who have severe dementia and yet yeah. can still play the piano and then sing and that music just awakens those neural pathways yeah and for that brief period of time that person is back well I think like, about your grandma like music's amazing right yeah you know, like when when she had dementia and mm. she would sing. She would sing and that would kind of, you'd see, you'd see inside her soul because yeah. that's, that's how she lived her life was through music. Yeah. And there's other theories as well, like um, around ADHD is that, um, you know, the way music's structured, it has a very clear beginning, a middle and an end can really help an ADHD brain to stay on track, right? So I will share, there's a really good, um, I went into lots of journals and stuff. They're very, very boring to read and quite hard to digest. There's actually a really good attitude mag, um, which is the ADD we talked about before. Yeah, um, they've done a really good article. So I'm actually going to link that because it's really, really interesting. But it says, um, you know, it can music, very, the structure of music can help a brain stay on track. It can increase the dopamine levels. It can, um, you know, it says the neurotransmitter responsible for regulating attention, working memory and motivation is often low supply for kids with ADHD. That's dopamine, right? So it can help people like an ADHD person to plan, anticipate and react. Now, I've always done this. And again, I didn't know that I was doing this. But I can't exercise without music and I run to music and I need to find a music that matches the beat at whatever pace I'm running at the time. So I have like running track, like running playlist, which is very common. A lot of people do that. Some people like work out to just standard basic like music. And I'm like, what? how can you work out something like that? Like it's why I used to love body attack, I think, because for me, if I'm running at boom, 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 I need a beat. I need a beat that does that. I need a song that has that same beat. And when I used to do HIIT, so high intensity interval training, um, when I used to do that, I had a whole playlist of songs that would have certain points of the song. I would speed up uh, because the song would speed up and, and everything like that. So similarly, I used to have music on when I was in the shower and stuff because then I would know how long I've got. Right. OK, I know I've got about three songs and then I've got to get ready or I know this one's by the time this particular song is finished. I need to have this activity done by. 
I used to do that a lot. And so there is a lot of research that supports that. And so if you think about it, we used to sing to the kid all the time. Like we know like it is a very, very accepted thing in neuroscience that if you want to remember something, put it to music, sing it. And I'm just going to give a shout out to Mrs. Blundell, my um, year seven science teacher back at Ashlawn School in Rugby. Shout out to Ashlawn. Big up, Blundell. She was great. But she, I am 43. I learned this 30 years ago, right? I do not work in biology. I have never, ever, 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 ever been that scientifically from a biology perspective minded like you know it's not a thing for me however i, I can tell you <laughs> exactly i can tell you that the islets of langerhans they're deep in the pancreas they produce insulin and they turn glucose to glycogen all right and the reason i know that oh, is because it. she literally taught us islets of langerhans deep in the pancreas producing insulin glucose to glycogen i've never forgotten that never forgotten it and so we do the same, like you, Piper used to have your songs. Um, bacteria. <laughs> Remember those songs about brushing your teeth? is not your friend. Yeah. Bacteria. <laughs> but like, that's why the Wiggles are so popular because they do songs. And like, there was that Australian one that I never knew about, but everybody used to talk about brushing their teeth with orange juice, which is just bonkers. Why would you do that? Oh, what's his name? Peter, Coom Peter Coombs. Yeah, there you go. Um, but that's why those things are so popular. Have you ever seen a man standing on a bus or standing on one leg or something like that? Okay, I, yeah, I don't know. Playing a game of ping pong while shaking a tambourine or drinking a cup of tea no, or standing on one leg or standing on a bus. So, yes, no, I haven't ever, ever seen that. So, mm. yeah. Um, you haven't lived. So, yeah, so I do think that it's... Music is definitely a thing, right? So it is definitely a thing. It is definitely more of a thing, I think, in ADHD than even it, and other forms of neurodivergence than it is for neurotypical people. And if your question is, if you have a question about, but why is that any different? Or, yeah, well, I can hear both tracks. Or I had some people going, well, I'm neurotypical and I can hear all three tracks. Okay, good on you, mate. Thanks for that. If you can, you can. But, you know, it's that thing. When you are listening to that music or is that moment, that, that scene in a movie which makes your hair stand up on end, you feel the prickle on your neck, that sort of thing, that's when you start feeling something deep into your core. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, it's not about hearing it. It's about feeling it. It's about experiencing it. And that experience can be positive or negative. So all these people are going, now, nah, man, I've got ADHD and I absolutely hate this. This is awful. Cool. You're still experiencing something, you know, as opposed to somebody who's listened to it going, yeah, I don't get the deal. I don't get the big deal about it. That's 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 different. It's a very different experience. And even then, I have not done it justice. I have not explained fully the depth of feeling that, you know, that we get or that I get about this type of music. So, yeah, but that's it. ADHD and music. There is a lot more to look at in that, but there is something more in that. And if you are, if you have somebody in your life who is ADHD, find the songs that I'm talking about. If you're on TikTok, that's where they are. I have put some up on Instagram. I finally found a way to start sharing my videos more on Instagram and Facebook. Um, but yeah, have a look on, uh, on one of those platforms, see what they think, because it won't be the same for everyone. All right. But play it, 
just it's ask a what spectrum. They think. Find the songs that speak to you, the ones that you feel. Yeah, um, and they're different things for different things. So, you know, I have definitely been. We are in the bedroom. I've definitely been in bedroom related activities, and then a song will come on, and I'll be like, no. No, I'm out. No, not not even that. No, nope, not even no, nope, not even that. If a song came on that I just don't like, I'm tapping out. I'm out. Tapping yeah, out. I'd be like, you know what? It's best not to have any music on at all. Let's just not bother having music on at all. Um, but seriously, I have definitely been in that situation, and I will be in the moment having a great time. And then all of a sudden, like, I don't know, freaking, who's your mate? Who do you like to sing? You know, the whiny freaking man music. You know, the whiny, see, listen, the way I talk about it is so dismissive because I literally have a visceral, visceral reaction. That's a good way of explaining it. I have a visceral reaction to, to music generally. Don't know. You've never put music on. No, no, I know. Well, of course we haven't. Um, so, but you you listen know. to whiny man music downstairs and I'm always like, oh my God, there's so to, many complainy whiny man music. music. Never made it as a blind man. I don't listen to Couldn't Nickelback. Nickelback, that's the one. I don't listen to Nickelback. No, you don't. Okay, fine, whatever. But you do listen to whiny man music, and I'm just like, why are we still? Like, I can handle I one to song. Lots of music. And when I say whiny man music, I don't mean whiny music for men. I mean it's sung by men who sound like they're just singing in a really whiny voice, and it usually goes along the lines of. I've told you how much I love you and you're just not putting out. Why don't you love me? Because I've told you that you're my everything and so that's the lens through which you should see yourself. What music do I listen to? You listen to a lot of stuff like that. Nothing I listen to. A hundred thousand percent. I'm going to go downstairs and I'm going to say, Alexa, play Lockie's music. And then Alexa's going to play it and you'll be like, oh, yeah, that stuff. Okay. It won't Uh, play it. Okay. How many times have you been listening to music on Alexa and I'll come down and I'll be like, what are we listening to this for? So whiny. I can't stand it. Anything I put on, you turn off. And then we listen to the same songs over and over again. I mean, that's another thing. We listen to the same shit that you listen to. Every time. Like what? Everything. Like we listened to Encanto for like 17 weeks. Okay, that is a thing that ADHD people do. We listen to the same music over and over and over again. The unfortunate thing for you is by the time I've moved on from it, the kid hasn't. She's now on it. And so she she wants to listen to it 15 so billion times. I'm just at the other end. No, but you waiting do, for my you turn. listen to such whiny music. And it's often like um, 2000s kind of music and it's just so fucking whiny. And I'm just like, the lyrics are always, I'm a man and I've told you I love you and you need to freaking appreciate that. That's what it always comes down to. Because I, I always, I always go off Alexa. on a feminist rant at you and just go, oh, why do, why, does, you know, just because he's like, oh, I love you. Well, you should, I, you're my everything. Why don't you feel the same way? And it's just I think like, I, the last thing I put on Alexa <gasps> was like Eminem. I mean, that's a perfect example. Eminem is a whiny little bitch. I said it. I, I'm not taking it back. He is a whiny little bitch and he's also horrible. His lyrics, dreadful. Dreadful. You're. About, I mean, I do like some of his songs. Like, for if you don't actually ever listen to the words, you're about to be in one of his next songs. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, no. Nah. Dreadful though. Like he. Yeah, nah. Some of the inside. Some of that stuff. I mean, there's there's putting on a character, and then there's actually should be in prison. 
I like one song by Huberstank. You'll listen to an entire back catalogue and I'm like, oh, my God. I How did you swear. even come up with Huberstank? I don't know. It just would not get out of my head. I don't know why you as just soon as Huberstank. I was saying like about whiny music, for some reason, Huberstank, when I was trying to think of Nickelback, Huberstank was in my head. I couldn't think of anything else. You're building like Huberstank. an amazing profile of music that I don't listen to. Like it comes on to like the radio and you're like, oh, I know this song, but it's not like I sit there with like my Huberstank t-shirt on. <laughs> Name an artist or a group. Oh, I'm not willing to do that now, no. I'm not going to sit here and say something. You go, see, shit, this person, yep, shit. <laughs> what we're basically going to do is going to sit here and call all my music shit. <laughs> well, I mean, I love Nora Jones. I did want to do the shit thing, but I really like Nora Unlucky. Jones. Unlucky. Unlucky. Yeah, whatever. All right. The final thing I'm going to say on this is that I have playlists in my phone um, that are labelled by emotion. And there is a difference between the ones that are emotions of how I'm feeling or emotions of how I want to feel. So I have them labelled like that rather than in other ways. I mean, I have my Zumba playlists and stuff like that as well. But in my phone, I literally have happy, feeling emo, feeling sad, angry. I think I've got fuck shit up. So like emo, sad and angry kind of blend you are so wrong they are so very different maybe in your playlist no they're very different feelings getting my funk on i've got one there i've got one called fired up and it's got songs like this in it i'm gonna see what i'm gonna play this one for you now ready Yeah, I play but that. They're all like body attack tracks that have uh, been. That's given up by Linkin Park. Yeah, but that's it's got not, nothing that's, to that's do with not body the attack. Linkin Park version. Yes, it is. That was not a body I attack to, version. I beg to differ. You can beg to differ all you want. That's not on body attack. There is no given up, and it's explicit. It's not going to be on any Les Mills. Explicit. Um, so I've also got on here, "I Hate Everyone" by Get Set Go. Emo has got. Oh, all American rejects. It ends tonight. <laughs> they're, they're, they're very emo, um, which is about a relationship ending. I'm just saying that's the what ends tonight. Whiny bitch music. It, it, that exactly. The emo is my whiny bitch music because occasionally, occasionally we need that. <laughs> that's how I. That's that's how my playlists are organised by feelings or emotions. So, in conclusion, it does not say RSVP on the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> Clueless reference. Um, in conclusion, we ADHD people don't just hear music, we feel it. The end. I win. Full stop. Done. Put a pin in it. Yeah. All right, so that is us for today. We are going to call it there. We have talked about the musics. Thanks for joining us in our boudoir. In our bedroom. It's like you were almost here. Why We both put on like a really creepy, weird voice. <laughs> Welcome to the boudoir. Um, if anybody wants to know any more about any of that music theory, please send us a message. I got the most beautiful voice memo from somebody the other day. All I can say is it literally made me cry because this person was saying just what an impact the podcast has had on them. It's just come at the right time for them and they really needed it. And it's just helping them get through, um, oh, go navigating their own stuff. So I've got feedback. Go on. Someone messaged me and said, I've never heard you say turnt in your life. Oh. <laughs> so why do you say it at home then? 
Actually, to be but fair, do I? you haven't said it since. But do I? Yeah. Maybe it's something you just made up in your head. Nope. Yep. No. And just use it to pick no, on me. No, because I've said to you about it multiple times just and you've been like, yeah, me. shut up. Use it as a reason to be mean. Whatever. Although um, that voice memo was beautiful. The voice memo was lovely. It was lovely. We do get quite a few, but that one was a really nice one. So I've decided I don't want to get written messages. No, I'm kidding. I do like getting written messages still, but also please feel free to send us voice memos. On that... We will be speaking with Dr. Dai again in a few weeks' time and we are looking into ADHD and women's health. So looking at things like pregnancy, menopause, PCOS, endometriosis, the MTHFR gene, um, menstruation, like all of those things around female health and how they interact with um, ADHD because they are connected quite often. What would be amazing is if you have a question, I've already been receiving a few because we put it out on Instagram and I have been getting a few through, please send it to us. If you are comfortable, send us a voice memo and I will just play that direct to Dr. Di and she will answer that as if she's answering you. So do that. Don't sit there and think, oh, these are questions I've always wanted to ask. Here's your chance. And you can I can ask them for you or you can ask them. And again, nobody will know who you are except maybe your closest friends and family might. We could even play it through our voice distorters that we have on our little thingamabobbity that we've got that we record the podcast with. So if you wanted to ask it and get me to um, distort your voice, I'll do that too. We could do so many things. Yeah. Um, But I think voice memos would be super cool. It would be a really cool way of doing it and it would be not my voice or Lockie's voice, which would be nice. And also... We've got so many episode ideas, it's it's crazy. And I think every week we say, let's start doing this. And then we don't, we swap anyway before we start yeah. recording. So if you do have anything you'd like us to talk about, shoot that through too. Also, if you want to be on the podcast, um, if you have a story that you want to talk about, you'd have to do a full episode, but, you know, we can do a thing whereby um, we can speak to you for 10, 15 minutes or whatever, um, tell your story. We love that. If you would like to come and talk about anything or if you if there's somebody you would like us to talk to, send us a message, tell us direct, and we'll reach out. Um, so next episode, we haven't fully committed to. I know we're going to do a bit of a deep dive into the Australian guidelines, the new um, diagnostic and treatment guidelines. But what else do you want us to talk about? Because I love a good Honestly, a homework assignment. Give me a homework assignment and I will dig in. So let us know. Hit us up on all the socials, fthemfish at gmail.com for the email. And on the socials, honestly, if you find it, if you just look for fthemfish, we, we, we pretty much come up all the time now. But fthemfish, ADHD for grownups is the full name. Five um, stars are the only stars. Send us on to your friends and family. We've actually got... And I'm going to say a little hello to um, the people in the UK particularly, but there's a few professionals who are listening to our podcast now and who have shared with their um, their colleagues in a professional capacity, which I think is really nice. So, um, Hello, professionals. Hello, professionals. Um, so, yes, please reach out to us. Uh, this, is, this stays fun with more involvement from you guys. And, uh, you know, we want to continue to grow and reach more people so please share us interact with us and we will see you next episode tell your mum tell your nan and thanks for joining us in the bedroom we will see you in the next episode bye
Nunawawari, Darawari Dindi, Wangara Lijinyin. This podcast is recorded on the traditional lands of the Nunawulanyambri people, and we pay respect to Mother Earth, the footprints that came before us, the ones we follow now, and the footsteps that will guide us long into the future.